the cannabis industry is evolving at a radical pace, progressing toward the green peak. Each week, join Richard Zwicky, a cannabis visionary and entrepreneur, as he interviews experts from around the globe to discuss updates and evolutions in the world of cannabis. Let's make that climb together up the, the green, green peak. peak with your host, Richard Zwicky. Hi, everybody. I'm Richard Zwicky on The Green Peak. And joining me today, we have Stephen Murphy, who is with Prohibition Partners and one of the managing directors there. And Stephen, um, you have been on the show before and are, you know, recognized internationally as one of the, um, you know, great perspectives on what's going on in the industry uh, around the world. You're based normally in the UK, but your, uh, your input and analysis uh, straddles almost all the markets worldwide. So thanks for joining us again today. No, thank you for having me back, Richard. Absolute pleasure. Yeah, you know, there's so many areas we can talk about. Um, there's going to be, of course, the changes that are coming out with, uh, of course, with the opening in the UK with COVID and how that's going to affect some of the marketplace across the board, Cannabis Europa. I think you mentioned some of that's coming up as well. Um, and of course, you've got your new North American Cannabis Report that came out recently. Um, the market, obviously, everybody's been having to resize and relook at the numbers. And so many of the companies, you know, built and based um, their strategies on the numbers that were there a couple of years ago. And the markets developed differently than everyone expected. How are you seeing that nowadays? Yeah, look, I think, you know, forecasting in cannabis is not for the faint-hearted. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, it's, you you, you have to, uh, to, I suppose. Look, we we we've we started forecasting in this space uh, for international markets in early 2017. Yep. And the reality is, we could deliver an updated forecast and an updated model every single week since then. Such as being the changes, you know, to what is happening in in the global landscape. Um, look, I, I I I'm pleasantly surprised by the numbers being published in North America. I think they are passing expectation. And, you know, we're, 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 we're trying to factor in just why that is. Obviously, look, we, we have better retail tracking. We have um, better points of distribution. But also, it's, it's just the culture is significantly changing as well. So when you're kind of forecasting all of the, you have to include all of these elements, you know, into, in, into the model. Uh-huh. And so you have societal, you have political, you have kind of distribution and pricing and, and, and supply and demand. And it's really, it's really fascinating because who could have predicted COVID and who oh. could have predicted the impact COVID would have had on cannabis uh-huh. yep. where suddenly, you know, it's, it's, it, it's skyrocketed. And the, the the demand and usage and consumption is gone through the roof. And, but, you know, and, but and, that's and, a bit and, of a that's a bit of a, a challenge because the usage in markets where it's freely accessible and easy and uh, there's some form of framework, especially like in the U.S. in a state by state basis, and uh, you had that. But in some of the international markets you know, companies were faced with the fact that regulators who would normally, and, you know, government officials normally deal with import permits were reassigned um, and didn't have, and so getting an import permit or documentation instead of being a two-week process, I, you know, I witnessed one that was 11 months. Mm-hmm. Or try, try to get, try to get an inspector right into your facility. Yeah, it just, absolutely it didn't happen. And, and for these companies that, you know, are already on, 
a, a knife's edge in terms of from a cash flow perspective. Uh-huh. It's every single day matters, and it's it, it's been it's been the the death, death nail is that the term? Uh, you death know, for, nail, yeah. For, for 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 a lot of them, unfortunately. Yes. Uh, and you know, it's capital. However, like capital is is, is coming back into the market, but for international opportunities it's still it's 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 still rare uh, you know when compared to what's happening from in from deal flow in north america so look i think what we have seen however is in the markets where you know where there is some level of functioning market demand has thrived yes so the uk for instance you know in 2019 there was let's say under 200 patients in the end 2020, there's around 3000, just over 3000 patients. Now that may not seem a lot, but it's, it's substantial growth year on year when you look at the model and, and, and how it's implemented. Um, so, you know, you, you have, you do, you know, despite the, the, the impact of, of COVID on cannabis, I, I do think there is, it's it's one of the few industries that probably benefited most um, in terms of just the the, uh, the 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 viewpoint from investors that it will continue to be a true growth market and you know it remains a, a, a one of the few growth markets in, in across any sector. It is. Um, I think it just. I think everybody needs to acknowledge it's going to take a little bit longer than everyone expected. Um, because the regulators, you know, and because the changes didn't happen as quickly as possible to open all the markets the way people expected. And we all yeah. used, right, as models. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think you know, what, what there was also the challenge of was trying to tackle every market as well. Huh. And, you know, playing with multiple or being involved in multiple emerging markets is, is, is a challenge, like being involved in one market alone is, is, is quite the challenge. Absolutely. I think that was, you know, I think that was, that's been one of the, the key lessons that a lot of companies have had over the last, over the last 12 months in terms of focusing, mm-hmm. focusing on specifics, you know, no longer pulling out a map and putting dots in, 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 in every country around the world, but, saying okay this is exactly what we do in in each market and this is our our game plan and we're just focused on executing so you know that's that may have taken if, if it wasn't for covid but that may have taken two or three years uh-huh. you know for, for us to come to that conclusion so it will ultimately speed up you know sp- speed up the industry yes it was a road bump but it wasn't fatal you know look no. the, then the fundamental still it's a product which is heavily in demand globally it's being consumed whether we, you know, whether there's the legalized market or not, it's, there's mm-hmm. still consumption. The governments, you know, some of them are moving more swiftly than others towards uh, normalizing it and addressing it properly. And that's, you know, an effect. Um, you know, Europe is, of course, a massive market and Europe and the UK are, you know, are separate now to an extent. But, you know, I know one of the things I had to deal with last year was the European framework changed four times. Which, you know, who could predict as you're doing your financial models that the the framework which you have to operate in changes four times in one year? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, it's 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 very like, you know, it, 
but it's the risk reward strategy. It is. It absolutely is. Now, I know a lot of companies are dealing with, uh, you know, there's one thing that is very much in the UK and Europe that doesn't exist elsewhere is novel foods. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in most of Europe, that's no longer the same uh, issue as it is in the UK. But I hear, I understand most companies or many companies are really struggling to get the, uh, not just the documentation, but it, but it accepted by the uh, government officials. Mm -hmm. How is that, how is that coming along? And what do you see as being the barrier? Is it just companies not understanding what needs to happen? Or is it a, is it just part of the change in the system? It's complete bureaucracy. And competition. <laughs> it's, yep. it's, 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 it is, it's a massive injustice, you know, to mm -hmm. small businesses. And it's essentially corporate corporations, building barriers around their business through lobbying for uh, the creation of, of standards mm -hmm. and standards that are going to be very costly to, to achieve. Mm -hmm. So, you know, standardization of, of, of products. Now, you know, you're what, tell me a, a small CBD manufacturer that can spend 250 K on an application plus another 1 million on modifying their facility. And then, you know, the, the cost of, of maintaining those standards. Mm -hmm. It's it's impossible, and what does. that does is that 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 eliminates the and many of the players that were already in operation that had already existing businesses. Mm -hmm. You know, you look at the the, you know, look at the the threshold of CBD that they were selling. It's it, 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 in essence, there's there's nothing there. You know, it's, exactly. It's it, no, it's it, terrible. What you know, in the market, the government is doing to the marketplace on in some of those jurisdictions. It's like like the, the the volume of which it's currently legally sold at, it's mm -hmm. a placebo. Yeah, and yep. and you know I, people may may say otherwise. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure they will. But you know the volume the volume that's there is 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 literally a placebo. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, there is. They are going down the road of 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 mandating uh, the food safety authority is mandating the regulation of this industry that is really backed by uh, a, a small few who want to kind of build a moat around around their around their business and i think it's it's a it's it's a, it's, a, it's a bit of a sham like mm -hmm. I, I, you know all it's doing is driving it back to the black market which yeah. is, you know, that I mean, ends, not yeah, just that, a bit over generality, but it's you're kind of cutting off your nose to spite your face in the way they're handling it. You're reducing competition. You're reducing, yep. you know, you're reducing consumer choice, mm -hmm. all all under the the guise of consumer safety, which is total nonsense. Well, it's and ab it's absolutely total nonsense. And in the long term, it's going to have a different effect, which I'd like to come back to after we uh, have to take a break. We'll be back in uh, just a minute with Stephen Murphy on the Green Peak. All right. You need a glass of water or anything before we continue? I'm going to have a beer. <laughs> Lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is that time, right? It's, it's, it's half nine at night, yeah. Yeah. The Green Peak will climb back into your podcast player after we play some messages from our sponsors. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. 
Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Climbing our way up, up, up to the Cannabis Summit of Success, Cannabis Radio is back with more of the Green Peak. And we're back on the Green Peak with Stephen Murphy with Prohibition Partners. And, you know, before the break, Stephen, we were talking about some of the challenges that are coming up with novel foods and other things. And, you know, anybody in the industry has been dealing with it for a long time. But, you know, one of the things that occurred to me um, that ties into uh, something you're, you know, quite passionate about is as the government really crushes some of the competition and makes it very difficult for a lot of the domestic companies in the UK to succeed because of the way the regulations are being put in place and a lot of companies are going to you know disappear because of it unfortunately um what's going to happen eventually is the government's going to revisit it and recognize the error of their ways that it isn't working and it isn't in line with the rest of the world you don't know the tory government yeah but governments change and (laughs) governments always look for revenue so it's gonna there's something's gonna happen but you know when that does it opens the door to the international companies to move in rapidly who have things developed and can quickly put things on shelves. And you're, you've mentioned before and talked before about how some of the, uh, you know, the MSOs have the opportunity to really push into the marketplace from the U.S. to international. How do you see something like that uh, coming into play? And do you think any of the MSOs are really preparing to do that? Like the amount of, the amount of calls I get on a daily basis of of groups ar- around the world saying, look, we have these facilities or we have these capabilities, but we don't have the IP and the know-how regarding cannabis. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't understand the processing. We don't understand the, 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 the supply chain. Yep. Can you, can you, can you hit us up with a free artillery or Aurora, you know? And, yeah. and I'm like, okay, all right. this may have worked in 19, in, in 2016, not anymore. And so you, the US and the MSO companies, like these are companies who are not only have built very solid foundations in their own domestic market and they're generating pretty decent cash positions. They are on the cusp of, of, of federal legalization as well. And, and, and they, they understand that. Now, it's hard to look outside the US, you know, when the, there's significant dollars to be made in, in, in the US. So who has the capacity to do that? Well, you see there's a few smart MSOs who have kind of splinter cells or splinter investment groups who, who are essentially you know, going off and, and investing and, and acquiring groups predominantly in Europe, but we're seeing it in, we're seeing it in Asia, we're seeing it in Latin America who, you know, they can essentially bring into their overall group once federal legalization happens, because they're seeing that these companies are there in emerging markets that have the potential to be twice the size of the U.S., Uh and they can pick up these assets and these positions for pennies on the dollar. Now, the challenge, you know, I have when when I speak to a lot of the the CEOs of, of MSOs is, of course, you know, timing. Uh, and how do we not so much how do we fund it because they can all fund it it's not you know it's it's it's, it's not significantly from a from a sizable position but it's just timing the timing and 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 understanding 
you know, look, we're the 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 challenge with you know with Europe and and, and other industries is it's a it's it's a medical first market, mm-hmm. and do companies companies want to be you know from a timing perspective do they want to engage in the medical side or do they want to wait from from a recreational perspective you know you're mm-hmm. you're seeing movements from a, from an adult use perspective you're seeing uh, progress in say Portugal you're seeing progress in France you're seeing mm-hmm. progress uh, in, in in some of the more conservative countries of Europe where where you wouldn't have expected it and you know, there's a question mark of do we buy our time and, and and enter there, or do we take a long-term position and start owning the medical market with the understanding that like it's early days California and a lot of the medical market will be caused by pain, uh, pain yep. users, and you know, and, and and we can effectively convert them over when the time is right. Now, that's obviously somewhat of a cynical approach or cynical c- c- cynical thinking, but. You know, it, it it does beg the question that they have a phenomenal opportunity, and they can take the learnings of you know of of, of Canadians who've who've tried and attempted to 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 move into international markets in relation to focus and of course you know understanding getting spending more time on getting a strong understanding of regulations and markets and players, you know, within, within the space. Also the, the international markets are more mature now, you know, you, right. you, it's, it's, it's no longer, well, I won't say it's no longer, but it's less of a wild, wild west space uh, that, than, than, than it used to be. I think you're, you're seeing cannabis around the world being a professional industry. And it's becoming that, that. it's becoming yeah. that right. I but, mean, but that's attracting the talent. Absolutely. Like you're, like I, I was at a call today and there was people with suits on and ties, mm-hmm. you know, and it was, uh, that, that, that didn't happen before. Sure. Yeah, no, that's definitely, definitely been a shift. And, you know, I'd say the wild, wild west still, it it's the areas which have been around for a while have matured, but there's so much going on in terms of new brands, new products, new access to market where really that's the area where, you see some of it still where people are still trying to see what will work um, and new ways of delivering. But all, um, of, but yeah. all of these MSOs have proven it. Oh yeah, absolutely. They've proven, and they've proven so many different areas of the, uh, the supply chain and the value value. Right. And some of them, are, yeah. you know, what, some of them are going to make rapid shifts when the U S legalization happens to get out of the areas they not feel comfortable in. But the areas where they can really drive value, they're going to be able to focus and heavily, very, very heavily. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Like and 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 if they can bring that firepower to really open up markets, like the the the, the challenge with international markets is companies are going around and maybe they're raising ten million and twenty million puts them on the front page of the newspaper in terms of record mm-hmm. ways. Yep. You know, you're you're not getting you're you're still not getting a hundred million or two hundred million or three hundred million capital raise outside of international markets yet. And the minute you have that type of cash, that is when you can really manufacture something truly, truly profitable and 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 you know truly market 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 dominating position. Absolutely, because the private companies aren't able to raise that capital right now, and the public ones, you know. Some there's a couple who have good war chests, but for the most part, they're struggling through uh, mm-hmm. still cleaning themselves up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, shifting in the market and for the market as it developed and evolved. Um, you know, 
I was looking at your reports and one of the things which uh, I, I was looking at also that tied in, um, pets. It's yeah. a market I've looked at over the past couple of years a, a number of times. Um, and it's interesting, in a lot of markets, the products aren't regulated for pets. How, uh, how are you dealing with it? How is it being dealt with in uh, jurisdictions that you're seeing? Because uh, some people look at it as a backdoor. It's, it's not a backdoor. It's, it's a main market. No, no. I mean a backdoor in terms of they can't bring a product in for human consumption, but they can yeah. bring one in without restriction for pets. But but I'm telling I'm 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 telling companies don't don't worry about humans you know yeah. it's 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 a crowded market yeah this the pet care industry is is less regulation and there is actual cash to be made mm-hmm. you know, there's there is products and innovation to be made here and we're only at the very start in terms of the 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 types of products and services you know that that are that are around for pet care yeah it's, there's some. Amazing ones. What, what's it called? The paw, the paw pound. Is that the expression in terms of yeah? Like it's a, it's a it's it's such a sizable market. We have it down for you know just half five hundred million mm-hmm. worldwide by by twenty twenty four. Yeah, that's a pretty tasty addressable market. It is. I know I've been approached and talked to a couple of groups very recently about it, and uh, you know investigating it and talking to a number of vets. They do more business in pet-related uh, CBD products than any other individual product line in their stores nowadays over here. And that's insane. Um, and, you know, proper, properly uh, put together and marketed people, you know, people spend, you know, the, the anecdote is people spend more on their pets than their kids. And uh, sometimes yeah. that's true. <laughs> Yeah, like we, so starting last year, we did a, we, we've done a whole series called the impact series where we looked at the impact cannabis will have on, on, on traditional sectors. So the impact on pharmace, pharmaceuticals, the impact on food, drink, uh, cosmetics and beauty. And our recent one, the impact on pet care was probably of the 40 plus reports we've done over the last few years it was uh-huh. by far my favorite report, just in terms of showing there is a very clear and steady business you know, plan that could be implemented quite successfully here. And yep. also, you know, that it was one where traditional companies were more willing to, you know, the, the, the big pet care brands were more savvy to it and they were mm-hmm. more open to it yes. because they saw the markers, you know, they, 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 they weren't, sno- they weren't snobs about cannabis. They weren't yep. snobs about. No, uh, not at know, all. And they, they understood the regulation or, you know, lack thereof in certain certain cases yes no it's a it's it's amazing to see and it's amazing to see it uh where it could go and it's uh there's some really exciting products that are out there um that i would have never expected Mm -hmm. until i really started Mm -hmm. looking into it uh because i had a bunch of questions coming at me recently yeah yeah it's it's uh, like and it's not just it's not just dogs it's you know it is there's it's it's an insane insane market but well the 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 equity i just mean everything really in terms of, yeah. yeah 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 it's and we're only at the cusp in terms of understanding what type of products we can we can supply mm-hmm. with that with 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 that industry and Absolutely. that is i think that is that probably doesn't get enough attention or or, or airwaves we're so focused on you know the new cbd drink or mm-hmm. you know yeah. the, the the it 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 tends to it's very repetitive whereby you know, understanding the magic of, of, of cannabis 
Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's it's universal in terms of who takes it. Yeah, the benefits. No, it is. So we have to take another break, but we'll be back in uh, just a couple more minutes with Stephen Murphy and Prohibition Partners and a really great global perspective. Back in a moment. I'm Richard Zwicky. Stephen, last, in the last segment, is there an area you want to talk on, uh, speak to in particular? The Green Peak will climb back into your podcast player after we play some messages from our sponsors. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited. Climbing our way up, up, up to the Cannabis Summit of Success, Cannabis Radio is back with more of the green peak and we're back with stephen murphy with prohibition partners and stephen um there was some exciting news you shared with me earlier about uh, cannabis europa and the lse and things opening up yeah yeah look i think what as i as i was kind of we were talking about earlier a challenge with european companies is access to capital and one of the the benefits of you know, North American companies were able to avail of was public markets and access uh-huh. to you know access to capital to fund to fund growth. So in 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 October of last year, the FCA, uh, Financial Conduct Authority, uh-huh. released new guidelines, effectively kind of outlining and green lighting the future listings of cannabis companies on both the LSE and the AIM. Um, now. GW Pharmaceuticals actually listed on the AIM in 2001. Right. And uh, Aqueous, which is the kind of secondary exchange in, um, in, 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 in the UK, um, previously called the NEX exchange, that has been listing companies for the last few years in cannabis um, within, within the space. But I think the, the, the volume, you know, wasn't as appealing as maybe the main board of of the LSE or prestige of of the LSE. Now you've had you've had like you've had Frankfurt, you've had Borsch, you've had uh, Euronext in these exchanges in Europe that had been accessible to cannabis companies. But uh-huh. I think you know the allure of the LSE and the and the the, the power that would have to bring. UK-based investors and the London City investment community into cannabis is has been, you know, overwhelmingly attractive. So over the last three weeks, we've seen three different companies list in 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 London. Uh, one of those being uh, MGC, which is a which is an Australian company or Australian Israeli company that was based on the ASX, but it listed on on the LSE. You had Canabo, an Israeli company, listing on uh, on the uh-huh. AIM. You had uh, Cellular Goods, uh, which nobody uh-huh. knows too much about, but uh, that's yeah. Uh, uh, less said about that, the better. And um, you know. But um, what 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 you're after seeing is they have all fared exceptionally well. Uh, right. it's, it's not just retail investors; it's institutional investors who have been craving the opportunity to invest in cannabis. Uh-huh. Like I've been doing the rounds of Canary Wharf, and which is like uh-huh. the Bay Street of the UK and the city, and you know, and yep. and and getting getting and educating investors for the last three years. And you know, the first year you go into them, and they're like, oh cannabis and they're all kind of laughing and, and you know 
go no wouldn't it be a great story for the guys down the golf club but it was now what you're seeing is they're actually you know they're they're really 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 engaged with what is happening like in we run we run we run a conference called cannabis europa and we had a we have a uh, a series coming up and uh, actually next week well, i don't know when when I'm not sure when this goes out so it may have already happened uh, but you can catch it it'll be all online uh called london is open where essentially you know we look at we look at we take the perspective of from a regulator we take the perspective from uh, from from the the lawyer we take the perspective of the advisor and we take a perspective of, of the individual company and we try and understand one the process of listing in london but also what listing has enabled these companies to do. So, you know, I talked, there was a challenge of raising 4 million or 5 million or 10 million. Not anymore. I think it's validated cannabis as a legitimate industry. So even if you're not going public, you know, there is still a a, a path to liquidity and a path to to significant investment. So early, you know, it's, it, it may be easier to get seed investment now. It may be right. easy to get, you know, and if you if you go back to the MSO perspective, that's even that's that that's that's another bonus. Now, yeah, and most people don't realize more, most people don't realize which part ties into what you're just saying, but there is a greater concentration of wealth in London. That um, there's a greater concentration of wealth in London than anywhere else in the world as far as high net worth individuals who are ready to invest, but also just available capital, there's more wealth in other cities and other places, but not as a, as a block. And they're looking to invest. They're looking to participate. Oh, it's, 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 it's off the charts. Like we used to have an office on uh, on Berkeley square, Uh which is in, in, in Mayfair and, it, it was, it was, we were sharing it. We weren't, uh, it was a friend of an investor and so on. So we weren't paying for it, but like people used to come, you know, the, 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 the clientele within that office space and around that square, just, uh-huh. just around that square mile alone, I think is the yes. biggest uh, 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 assumption of, or not assumption, but conglomeration of billionaires anywhere in the world. You know, it's, yes. it, 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 it's scary, the wealth that is in London and, it is really, they have been looking at making investments in the cannabis space that, you know, that aren't a million or two million, but actually uh-huh. median and warrant their time. A lot of the times yeah. the companies that come, they're far too small. So we're, 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 we're at a stage like, you know, we, we've seen a lot of U.S. companies successfully raise and uh-huh. Canadian companies successfully raise in, 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 in Europe and especially London. Yeah, no, it's uh, you know this is going to be this is going to be a massive bonus. And Berkeley Square is a a hot hotbed for a lot of the uh, the meetings and the like. And I've spent a innumerable hours there. I remember one lunch at uh, Annabelle's one time with uh, <laughs> a multi billion uh, dollar investor who uh, it was not they were looking at something else in the industry and wanted some input. And their frustration was there wasn't enough room for them to put in the kind of capital they would need mm-hmm. to deploy to make it make sense, but they were really yeah. interested, you know, and that's an interesting conversation to have. I want to invest, but these, you know, it's too small. But, 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 you know, you give it two years. That's and Now it's a different story. Yeah. Right. For them to write a check that's a hundred million plus is possible. There's businesses. But it still comes where they, back. They, 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 they want, you know, the, 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 the investments, 
company has to be good enough as well. You know, the exactly. management team has to be good enough. So it's yeah. it you know maybe maybe if you were if you if you would had one of those checks two years ago not you personally but if you had one of those <laughs> checks two years ago you know two years is is there's it's it's a good you know it's well it's a decade in any other industry oh so, easily i mean yeah. uh it's this market yeah. is so fast and so changing so quickly it's uh yeah impossible to keep up with Stephen, i think we're actually running out of time um but you know, I really welcome everybody to um, visit prohibitionpartners.com and download the reports, but also tune in. Um, you know, this will be running around in the next couple of weeks. So tune in and download and listen to the Cannabis Europa discussions. Um, anybody who's really interested and wants to learn more about, you know, what's going on in the industry, needs uh, advice about the UK markets, the European markets, the international markets, you're an amazing resource. Uh, how should people get in touch with you? Yeah, sure. Uh, so prohibitionpartners.com or Stephen at prohibitionpartners.com. That's S T E T H E N. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. The, the, the Irish, the Irish spelling. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm sure that I'm sure you've got a, a mailbox set up for the alternate spellings as well. Yeah. Actually, yeah. 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 Damn, that's, that's obviously where all, uh, where all the people saying they want to, they want to invest is going into. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen, thanks so much for joining us again on the Green Peak and uh, to, for our listeners' benefits. And thanks to everybody for listening again this week. Richard, absolute pleasure. Thank you again for having me. Thanks, Stephen. Have a wonderful day. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.